What's up, everybody? Welcome to the next episode of Devin the Bear. Today, we're going to be talking about UFC 266. Um, so make sure and let us know what your thoughts are uh, as we get into ours. Uh, for the early prelims, there's some exciting matchups with Matthew Simmelsberger and Martin Son- Sano Jr. and Carl Robeson and Roberson, sorry, and Nick Maximov. I think those are going to be pretty fun. Uh, the prelims, there's quite a few fighters on there that are definitely fun to watch uh you have mark roxanne madoffrey fighting tyla santos that one's going to be a good one shamil abarakimov is going to be fighting chris Dawkins. that should be a pretty promising fight as well as well as dan hooker and nasrat hakparast that one i think might be fight of the night uh which is going to be kind of a that's a big challenge for this card yeah because there's so many good fights on here, but I think that one has the potential to easily be fight of the night. Have you heard the uh, the backstory of trying to get Dan Hooker to just to the U.S. for this fight? Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> apparently they, the U.S. Embassy in uh, New Zealand is closed because they are under lockdown again. And they said they would work out his visa issues, and they never really worked them out in uh, what ended up happening. So uh, he had a meeting on Monday and gets approved for it. They said it would take 24 hours to get approved. He gets approved for it on Tuesday, flies out today. Like We'll be landing in um, California on Thursday, and it has to make weight by Friday. Yeah, pretty intense schedule yeah. for him. But there's anybody that can do something like that, though, is Dan Hooker for sure. Um, that's just me. I think Dan Hooker is tough as nails. And, yeah, he's um, – he's, uh, more game bread than game bread. Yeah, he really is. I think a lot of people more game bread than game bread though. <laughs> and so, um, what's it? So he's yeah, he's got a tough challenge though. I mean, he's trying to prove that he's still a top lightweight, and I mean, it's it, he's he's kind of had a not really a fall from grace, but kind of question. He's kind of lost in limbo with the rest of from five to seven, from five to ten. All those fighters are kind of lost in limbo and where they land in the title picture for one fifty five or the top five for one fifty five. Yeah, I think the biggest question is just, is he top five or not? Yeah. Um, top 10 for sure. Yeah. Uh, but top five is kind of where he wants to be, but it's not where he is anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, him and Nazareth Hackbrast is going to be a pretty insane fight. Um, that's, um, I'm trying to remember what they call him. The German uh, something. Blanking on the name. But um, he's very good. He's very well-rounded. He can handle pretty much anything. Um, I think his only loss in the U or he's got two losses in the UFC, Marcin Held and Drew Dober. And those are, uh, some pretty tough names, yeah. but I feel like he's beaten tougher guys. Uh, those nights that he lost just match up differences. You never know. Yeah. Can't really play MMA math, obviously, but this fight, like I said, I believe it could be fight of the night, uh, just cause both guys always throw down. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun one for sure. And so, the uh, preliminary card is headlined by Marlon Moraes versus Marab Devalishvili, and uh, I feel like with the position that Marlon Moraes is in, he needs this win bad. Yeah, uh, like and he he's on a win or lose. It, he, I mean, definitely a win or lose situation. But in the sense yeah. that it's like, hey, like this win or is, lose your career. Yeah, and he's uh, last time he won a fight was 2019 against Jose Aldo. Yeah, in a fight I didn't think he won. I thought he clearly lost that fight. Um, and since then he's lost twice to Corey Sanhagen and Rob Font. Both the guys are the top five in that yeah. division, but um, he just hasn't looked very good. Before that, I mean, that's when he lost. He fought for the title one time in the UFC. 
against Henry Cejudo in a fight that he gassed out after the first round immediately. Yeah. And um, I mean, Rob has a uh, is known for his gas tank, and that's the thing too is like uh, that guy. He's not the most exciting fighter, but um, I mean, he comes in, he mixes his boxing and his wrestling up very, very well. Uh, he's very good with his sambo. Is like top tier. He has very, very good sambo. But um, it's just gonna be the question of is how is Marlon gonna be able to combat that? And yeah. He's still, you know, he's his switch kick is so fucking quick. Like he's finished plenty of guys with it. Uh, I've heard Frankie Edgar talk about it before. Frankie Edgar and him train together. And um, they were talking about something, and um, I think Frank Gare said he, like, started doing yoga. And he said that, well, he's like, you know, yeah, I don't like doing yoga. Like, I hate to stretch. But uh, what's funny is he talked about uh, Marlon Moraes. He's like, that dude is – he can't, he's not limber at all. Like, he's like, I don't know how he's able to get his leg up that high for to kick people in the head. Yeah, I think the odds are definitely stacked against Marlon. Um, and it sucks because it's on such an important fight, possibly. Yeah. But – Definitely thinking that Marab takes that fight. And I think so, too. Yeah. Um, I think... Um, it's hard to stop that train. Marlon Moraes wants to win that fight. He has to do it in the first round. Uh, there's no question about it. It's yeah. because it's just the way he fights. I mean, he gasses out too quick. And if he wants to actually do something about that, he has to prove that, okay, yeah, and I'm, I'm still a top 10 fighter. Yeah. The, the way to do that against Marab is against a tough guy like Marab. Marab's only lost twice in the UFC, and one of them was a. Both of them were. Well, his one loss was against Ricky Simone, which was a really weird stoppage. Oh, uh, he ended up. Um, he ended up. What did he end up doing? Um, he was in a gay team from Ricky Simone, and he was kicking the show life. And whenever he was doing that, uh, the ref stopped, and uh, well, the fight stopped. Though it went, the bell, uh, the bell went off, and there was the end of the round. But Marab actually went out cold from the choke as soon as he let go of it. And um, so that counted as a technical submission loss for him. But besides that, Marab's just always, I mean, shown why he's number 11 in the you know, very competitive um, division. So, I don't know. I think Marab, Marab takes it, though. Yeah. It's, again, it's just such a, a guy that's rising so fast and so dominantly. Yeah. Um, it's and, and seeing Marlon not be as active, not be as um, successful not be very dominant it's kind of you know marab's the favorite for a reason yeah and that's that's just kind of how that fight falls as far as i see um and then so we'll move to the main card and that opens up with jessica andrage fighting cynthia calvillo that fight should be pretty good but again i think jessica andrage is just kind of a force and cynthia has shown that she can be too but the only time andrage has looked genuinely bad was against Valentina. Yeah. I and mean, yeah. Uh, Jessica Andrade is a fucking tank. Yeah. She's an absolute fucking unit. Have you seen that lady? Like she's jacked, dude. She's got like no neck. Um, what's it called? But then you see Cynthia Calvillo, who's still trying to find her footing at flyweight. She's, she moved up. She only has one win at flyweight against Jessica Ayo, who's a top challenger. But then again, it's just, I don't know. I feel like with this division, though, it's so shallow in the sense of, like, other talents outside yeah. of Valentina Shevchenko. Like, the, who really matters in this in this division, you know? Um, the way that Valentina, how good she is, and compared to these other fighters, look what she does to them. And then, I mean, it's a competitive division if you're trying to fight for the title, but it seems like it's more of, like, all right, who's next up, you know? And so, um, but I think, I don't know. I think Andrade is going to just be too much for um, Cynthia Calvillo, though. Yeah, I definitely do as well. Um, I don't really see Calvillo getting past Andrade 
and and just the fact that Jessica Andrade is so good, she's so well rounded. It makes everything so much harder because when you have someone who's well rounded uh, in that division, but they also have knockout power, yeah, to go with their striking, it's. It's so hard to beat that. Yeah, and so with the way that Cynthia fights, is she's kind of a boxer, but she makes it yeah. into a fight in a phone booth, and she clinches you, takes you down, and that's kind of how she is. She's uh, she she I noticed she used to train with Team Alpha Male. I'm not sure if she's still there, but it's kind of how all those guys fight. I mean, um, her boxing is okay, uh, but it's not like she has bad boxing. But I mean, the way that she fights is somebody like Jessica Andrade style. Yeah, you can and you can't you can't strike with Andrade. No. Um, I'm not saying Valentina couldn't, yeah, but I'm just saying Valentina made the smart choice and like going, eh, why don't I just take it to the ground? Yeah, and I don't think Cynthia Calvillo couldn't overpower her like Valentina did. At yeah, all. I don't think so. Um, I mean, I think if Cynthia Calvillo tries to take her down, they're gonna clinch up and she's gonna get. Uh, we're gonna see another pile driver from fucking Jessica Andrade, honestly. Yeah, we could be wrong though. Yeah, we never know. I wouldn't be mad at it if I was wrong. I'd be okay with it. But yeah. um, I mean, I don't know. Jessica Andrade is like I said, she's a unit. And I'm definitely going with her. I'm going to go with her by finish, honestly. Yeah, I, I think I would too. Yeah, I think I'm definitely in that same boat. Um, and then the, so the next fight will be Curtis Blades and Jarzinho Rosenstruck. That fight I think is really interesting for the heavyweight division. Yeah, I think both of those guys um, need a win. Rosenstruck is kind of coming back. He's kept his name relevant, and Curtis Blades hasn't. He's he lost to Lewis and he hasn't fought since, right? Uh, yeah, he hasn't fought since the Lewis fight. And uh, so basically, what we've known him as for the last, you know, however long is the guy who got uh, stiffened up, yeah, and put to sleep. It's Herbine's fault. <laughs> he he became a meme so bad that the meme wasn't even about him anymore. No, it was about <laughs> Herbine. Like, um, so it's it's both it's a good one because both of these guys know that. Yeah. Uh, they can't just win. They no. have to. They have to get a cool knockout. One that fans are gonna love to see. Ones that fans are gonna attach to their faces and their names. And Curtis Blaze is not that type of fighter. No, he is not. Because no. if he goes in there and gets another decision win that yeah. Dana White's not happy with, yeah. that fans aren't happy with, that does nothing for him. And that's what he'll argue is like, "Well, I deserve a title shot." But it's like, man, like look at look, okay, look who you have above you in the heavyweight yeah, division. Exactly. You know? Like, do you think he's gonna beat Cyril Gone ever? No, I don't. Um, do you I don't think, think he beats Francis Ngannou? No. Fuck no. So be Derek he Lewis. He said two tries. Um, yeah. He, so it's, it, yeah, it becomes a thing of like, who are you going to beat if that's still you your fighting beat, style? You think he beats Stipe? No. Nah. No. No. Nah. I mean, and I think Stipe is probably, not, and I know this is this is a knock on Stipe. I'm a big fan of him, but that's the easiest fight out of all those guys. Yeah. Um, if Stipe only got taken down by Francis, I think, because. Who would have expected that? Yeah, uh, but Stipe would be ready for it against Curtis Blades, and I don't think Curtis Blades. No, I think he'll be able, able to get him down, but he gets get right him. back up. Yeah, and I don't think, exactly. Yeah, no, uh, I think uh, this is gonna be a really, really good fight, or it's gonna be a really, it can be a really fun knockout, or it's gonna be a really, really boring fight. And uh, we've never really seen Joe Rosinho have to fight uh, against a wrestler of Curtis Blades caliber. But, um, I mean, uh, Jarrazinho has the power just like Curtis Blade. I mean, sorry, just like Derek Lewis does. Yeah. He has that one-punch power. He just puts you out. And um, Curtis Blades looked really good in his fight against Derek Lewis. He was moving really well. He was winning yeah, in the striking. He was winning that whole fight. Like, oh, let's be – I mean, honestly, like, Curtis Blades is the better fighter than Derek Lewis. But all it takes is one. 
and from Derek Lewis. And that's just that's the story of Derek Lewis, though, is yeah. um, all it takes is one punch and he's going to put you out cold. And um, Curtis Blades is known to leave himself very, very open on his takedown. He doesn't really disguise his takedowns very well. And so nope. Jarzinho, he's a one punch type of guy. I mean, we saw what he did. To, he made Alex, uh, what's his name? Alistair over and his face explode from one punch in a fight. He was losing. Yeah. I, I definitely agree that he's got the one punch knockout power, yeah. but I think he puts together combinations pretty well. Yeah. Um, he does them well when he's backing up and he can also press forward yeah. with a combination. So I think he's not, he's not bad. It's just the level of competition that he got thrown against with Francis, with Cyril. Uh, he just maybe wasn't Too ready big of for a jump. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's the problem too, though, is like he's not very young as well, so you kind of have to push him. And that's yeah. with with the heavyweight division. Is I mean, I think the youngest one in there, the top five, is uh, Cyril Gon. He's and, killing it. Yeah, he's doing awesome. I mean, look at these other guys. Like, I think um, I want to say Francis is almost thirty five. It's a it's a it's an old man division, and uh, that's why you're seeing guys like Tom Aspinall and Cyril Gon start taking over because that's going to be the new generation of the heavyweight division. And um, I, I agree. But I'll say this. I think heavyweight's always been kind of, when yeah. you're older, you know what you're doing. Yeah. So you don't rely on your power that and your weight. strength. Yeah. You know? You know what you're doing, so you fight better, and yeah. that allows for better things to happen. You look at Randy Couture. He dominated yeah. that division. Tim Sylvia. Yeah. Um, uh, even Brock Lesnar. You know, include that. Yeah. Um, Kane. Junior Dos Santos. Kane was young, though, when he won the belt. How old was he? He was pretty young. I want to say. his late 20s. Yeah, I mean that's that's relatively whenever you hit your biological prime as a man. I I agree with that, but yeah, I mean compared to like thirty, they're like oh no, you're old now. Like you look at like okay, like like Daniel Cormier, he was old. He was an older guy when he won the belt. He's like forty three. He was about uh, Randy Couture's age. But again, I just I just feel like older older guys have always had more success in the heavyweight division. Yeah. Um, because they're not having to put their body through weight cuts or anything, you know. Like I see where you're coming from. Yeah. You know and. Uh, so I but with the Curtis Blades like I don't know when he gets knocked out he's knocked the fuck out yep. like um, <laughs> like I yeah. swear like Chris Tucker is watching that shit like you just got knocked the fuck out like I feel like uh, I feel like this is gonna be a Rosenstruck fight because um, if Curtis Blades gets him down yeah he knows that's gonna be the fight he's gonna have if, to get and him if down. He, and exactly he's gonna have to get him down so if, if curtis blades gets him down rosenstruck knows mm-hmm. okay if i don't knock him out this is what's gonna happen every single time yeah so and i think he's more than capable of getting him down keeping him down too I mean, oh yeah like, what he, look what he did to alistair over him yeah you know um and so but the thing is is like curtis blades is gonna need to do he's gonna need to maul him if he takes him down yeah like he can't he, just take him down and grind him out yeah because it's like you can't argue for a top three opponent if you put on a fight like that yeah and he's going to if he wins yeah. you know he's well, that's going what he does to. Uh, he yeah. did it against alexander volkov, volkov when he, fought, yeah. when he put on a Jeez. really shitty fight against alexander volkov i understand you won but still like that's not that's yeah. not exciting and i also understand you know how do you fight volkov dude's huge yeah and he's very good with his hands but you, you took to him control down. him for 25 minutes you took him down you diminished that reach now yeah. do something with it and um, so but yeah i i think this fight goes Rosen, rosenstruck i think he gets the knockout i think blades goes by decision yeah yeah i think he's gonna fuck it up and really start, like really start <laughs> this card off super boring so yeah he kind of does that so if you're paying for it you know just stream it just, <laughs> just stream that fight but the fight you will want to pay that, for that's though, when you go to the bathroom or the kitchen yeah yeah <laughs> Just like you just like, hey, you know what? I think I'm just gonna chug two beers real quick and 
Just, just because we've said can, this. You can hang out with fucking Joe Rogan and hit some DMT. It's only a 10-minute trip, you know? You know, DMT and elk meat. You and know. elk meat, yeah. I mean, shit, dude. Um, that sounds like a much better time than a Curtis Blades fight. Um, so just because f- we say this, though, Curtis Blades is going to go in there with amazing boxing. I fucking hope he does because he had pretty <laughs> good hands when he was fighting Derek Lewis. Uh, better boxing than he's shown before, but... Yeah. Um, so the like I was saying though the fight you will want to pay for is the, next, the one. next one the rematch it's 17 years in the making Nick Diaz versus Robbie fucking Lawler and yep. I'm super excited for this fight yeah um, a lot of people think this fight is just going to be bad because they're old yeah um, but I don't think so Robbie Lawler still does it yeah. he still is a fighter he's just as much of a fighter as he has ever been yeah um, and then Nick Diaz this is his chance to come back and prove that he's not kind of the joke that he's become and i know a lot of people may not agree with that but he kind of has and he even says it himself um we just yeah. watched that ufc countdown um he even kind of says it himself you know the gangster thing that's not what he wants to be known for he can't really do that yeah he's um, got kids forever up to him yeah and so i think he kind of understands like no it's time to be a fighter a professional fighter and actually go out there and do it yeah. the right way so but he comes out wearing a suit nah that <laughs> i'm not saying he needs to come out wearing a tracksuit or freaking like a hoodie i hope all the diaz fans with, listen to this talk good about nick diaz so they know we don't fucking dislike them <laughs> um i would really appreciate that so because i try to talk to people about this fight they're like well i don't even care like i already know what you're gonna say about him i'm like nah no. you actually don't <laughs> well, yeah and we've talked about this fight a lot since yeah. it, since the matchup got made and, and we both want nick diaz to win this fight and i um, think he does win this fight but the thing is though is with uh, the way, well, so what we seen on Robbie Lawler, like, yeah, he doesn't look the best, but the something to consider also is look who he's fighting. They're not able to implement into his style. Yeah, they shut his style down immediately. Uh, Neil Magny dominated him. Yeah, but what but did Neil he do? Magny's good at negating what you do. Yeah, and peppering you till he wins. Look how long he is. You yeah. know, I mean, there's only so much you can do against that. Um, the guys that Robbie Lawler beat the shit out of or just went to war with, they kind of went into his style. And I think Nick Diaz will play into that style very, very well. Uh, yeah. But also, I know it's been, oh, it'll be, what, six years since we've seen Nick Diaz in the ring? It's six, six. I want to say it's been six. Yeah, I um, think so. So uh, the thing is, is um, he hasn't been just sitting on his couch eating chips and just smoking weed. Like, that dude does triathlons for fun. Like, if you know how much he takes his health serious. like they still do that, though? Because I feel like we've all said that for so long. Yeah. But, like, do they still do yeah. that? Mm-hmm. okay yeah i remember i remember when that became a popular or like a popular little bit of knowledge uh yeah. like oh what these guys do triath- triathlons just because they feel like it yeah like it has nothing to do with their day-to-day life or it is their day-to-day life but it has nothing to do with their career yeah. they just feel like doing it so they go do it yeah they do swims to alcatraz and shit they like what does like those triathlons that do that like he put yeah he puts on a wetsuit but still have you ever been in san francisco water before it's nope. freezing. It's oh, you so yeah, I have. Yep. Uh, we I went to the beach in San Francisco. Nice. And it was absolutely terrible. Like I got in the water, <laughs> I got right back out, and I was like, "Fuck that." Um, but it's super, it's super pretty though. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Like he just um, like I'm I'm not expecting a ring rusted Nick Diaz. I'm expecting a, a smarter Nick Diaz to this fight because um, I think with him becoming a coach and you know running his own school now. He's going to, uh, I think he's seen the other aspect of fighting. I mean, he's already always been a coach. I know he's always coached his brother, Nate. and But now it's like he's coming in with a completely different mindset to fighting yeah. as well. And it definitely seems like that's the case. Um, 
So I'm not sure who I my brain says is going to win. Yeah. But I want Nick Diaz to win. Yeah. Um, just because I think it does more for the division than if Robbie Lawler wins. And by the division, I don't even know what I mean anymore. Yeah. Since they're fighting at middleweight. Oh, um, yeah. I forgot we forgot to talk about that. But, uh, yeah, it's happening at middleweight because Nick Diaz couldn't make weight. Yeah. And so they changed it. Robbie Lawler, approved, he was fine with it. So they, they're fighting at middleweight, 185 now. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it what it would mean for the UFC or for the division, whatever division that may be. Uh, if Robbie Lawler won, it's like, okay, well, we know you can win. We've yeah. seen you winning. You win, and then you lose. Um, so where what, what do they expect to do with Robbie Lawler if he wins? If I don't see them really doing anything with him. I think if Robbie wins, though, he should retire. Yeah, honestly. exactly, yeah. exactly. So if he wins, he retires, and it's like, cool. What do you it was cool Nick? to see you retire retire on a win but if nick wins it's kind of like okay are you back back or are you just wanting to prove to yourself that you can do it like what's the deal yeah but you're a little bit more interested in the result if he wins yeah and if he wins i don't know i would only like him take big fights but the problem is like you look at everybody in the top 10 of the welterweight division all those guys want the title they don't they don't i mean they'll take the um they'll take the ds fight at any time but i mean besides Corey Masvidal. You remember who is still on the UFC roster? GSP. Yeah. GSP is still on contract with the UFC. He won't come um, back for that fight. You don't think he would? I think he would come back. For I don't that think fight. he would come back for that. Have fight. them be the co-main event to like a major fight. Yeah. GSP, he'll say it all the time. If you came at the right time, I would do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. Come back with a Nick Diaz rematch, and he'll be like, shoot. Let me text. Let me text Nick. Let me get that money. Let me, let me see what's up. <laughs> I'm bored, man. He probably is. <laughs> These dinosaur he's... bones, you know, <laughs> they're cool, but like, I'm bored. Yeah, hang out. My paleontologist friends don't like to talk about this fighting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, no, I I don't know if he would take that fight, but I think it would make for an interesting fight because you have two guys, two top tier athletes who never really stopped and they were still doing it, you know. And um, so it's not like we would see like an old version of them fighting. No, yeah. like you know, we would still see top like great fighters. And coming the way in there GSP looked it. against Bisping after five years off, yeah, that's freaking insane. Yeah, and they could obviously do a catchweight. Like I don't think the UFC would be like, oh no, you have to do welterweight or you have to do middleweight. We don't want you coming back and then doing all that. I think GSP would be like, yeah, I don't care what weight. Like I just let's go do a, a big fight, a cool one. I I think Dana White would be a dick about it though. I could see him being that just because yeah. his history with GSP. Yeah. But uh, if it's done right, I think it would be cool. Hey, what, what if, if like the reason why GSP came back was so he could buy that megalodon tooth? <laughs> and it was like, cause, well, like, he's already bought it. But like, what if he comes back because he's like, there's a T Rex school. Yeah. That I really want. <laughs> well, that's what like I'm saying is like uh, like when he came back to fight fucking uh, Michael Bisbing. Like, um, what if? Like the whole reason why, because no. like, because Dana White was like, he just needs money. Like, what if it was just to feed into his addiction of like dinosaur bones buying, and stuff? Buying fossils. Yeah, buying fossils <laughs> and stuff. Like that was the whole reason why he really came back. Was like, I just really want. Hey, to if that's this. what it is, I'm all for it because I love both things. So I I'm think all that, for it. That would make everything so much cooler, though. Yeah. It's like, dude. <laughs> then it's like, hey, let's not look at this as the Nick Diaz fight. Let's yeah. look at it as the Velociraptor Talon fight. 
Don't you want the one used on screen in Jurassic Park? Come on. That'd be really cool, actually. <laughs> now I'm interested in that fight. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, no, I think uh, with this fight, though, I think Nick Diaz winning does way more for the UFC than Robbie Lawler winning. Yeah. But I, I want to see Nick Diaz win. I have Nick Diaz winning by uh, decision, though. Um, I don't think he's able to finish Robbie I Lawler. Think, I don't either. If he does, it's on the ground. Yeah. I don't and, see him winning this fight anywhere on the feet and i think he's gonna prefer it to be on the feet yeah um but who knows maybe he's gotten so in touch with his roots in jujitsu he's like you know what in that first fight i was able to knock you out now let me tap you out and just prove yeah. i'm better than you everywhere it's like uh so you're not a knockout guy who said that yeah so, uh but yeah i think uh with this fight though is like um the way that robbie lawler fights is so fast-paced all five rounds and that's exactly what nick diaz is gonna need to bring it out and make yeah. him you know do it is and I think this is going to be a super fucking fun fight, but I have Diaz by decision. I do too. As much yeah. as I think it'd be cool if he won by submission, yeah, uh, I see it being a decision as well. Um, Robbie Lawler's just a tough guy. It's yep. hard to finish that guy. Uh, but then the co-main event, Valentina Shevchenko versus Lauren Murphy. Uh, that fight is going to be a really tough one because Lauren Murphy sometimes trains out of Houston. Yeah, we like to wrap our set here. I think she actually resides in Houston now. Does she? Yeah, I was actually watching the uh, I was watching the uh, USC embedded because uh, Walt Harris, not Walt Harris, Will Harris Productions. They did so well with he that guy did so well with uh, what's called falling fighters around and stuff. Yeah, the USC doesn't allow him to go to these press events anymore or do that anymore. So the embedded series had to step their shit up to match what he was doing. Really? So that's that's why the embedded series is good now is okay. because of uh, because of Will Harris, and um, yeah, I mean that's he. I don't know. He said he's gonna stop doing it, but he does it every once in a while still. Well, but I know her and Bob Perez work together pretty often, if yeah. not all the time. Um, but I know she still works in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, but I just don't know how often. It's at the MMA lab, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and then Valentina, she trains all over the world. Sometimes she comes to Houston, so, you know, it's, I don't yeah. feel so bad. <laughs> Fucking um, But it's like, you know what? I don't, I don't even care. Valentina. I'm, I'm such a big fan of Valentina. Yeah. Um, it's so cool to see... For one, representation from other countries. You know, it's always cool to see that. Yeah. But it's so cool to see someone who is just uh, such a good person who is so vicious yeah. in the cage. Dude, she don't give a fuck. It's scary. Like, yeah. it's watching Valentina fight. It's like she's in there to kill somebody. She's What she did to Jessica Andrade, who we were talking about earlier, who is an absolute tank. Uh Valentina was kind of piecing her up on the feet and then took her to the ground and finished her. Yeah, like what she did to um, the head kick KO over fucking um, Just Guy. Oh, Just Guy, yeah. yeah she, um, it was a brutal knockout. It's it's hard, but I, I, I for sure think I'm going Valentina. She's just too well-rounded. Yeah. She's too... And, I mean, she just seems leagues above everybody yeah. whenever she's in there. That's what, like... Um, so Lauren Murphy's coming in on the only I think like the longest win streak besides Valentina in the strawweight division, flyweight division. Sorry, and um, which she's been trying to get a title fight for a long time yeah. now because she's like, I've beaten the people that are getting title shots. Yeah, what, I don't understand why they have title shots and I don't. Yeah, and I don't blame her. Yeah, I'd be mad too. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I liked her on the Ultimate Fighter also because her and Eddie Alvarez always would get into it because Eddie Alvarez <laughs> is such a dick and. He was just super rude to her for no reason. Uh, but, I mean, besides that, like, she's a good fighter. But 
whenever she has a split decision win over somebody like uh, jo- uh, jo- Joanne Calderwood, it's like you should be beating people decisively like Joanne Calderwood. Not that Joanne Calderwood is bad at all. I mean, I always enjoy watching her fights, but you should be blowing people like that out of the water. Um, uh, well, I think that comes down to just the style thing. Yeah. Um, her style is very good, but she also fights to win. She doesn't always fight to get a finish. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how she secured her win. She has two streak. finishes on this win streak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, I'm not saying she doesn't get finishes. Yeah. I'm no. just saying she fights to win. Yeah. Um, Which I think is good though, because if you're on a win streak and you want to call for a title shot, yeah. you should be finishing people as well. So Leon Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> stop hating on him. I like Leon Edwards. So stop hating. He lost though against Nate Diaz. No, he didn't. Yeah. What? What? If these fights were, or if these fights had no time limit. If that was in the streets, that'd be it. Like, <laughs> but um, but yeah, Lauren Murphy's such a cool person. She's such a great fighter. She's so well rounded. Um, it's, I just Valentina's again. I just think uh, another step ahead, and what I think it, I think it's going to be her speed that kind of gets her the win. Yeah, because uh, I think as far as like IQ and skill, yeah, I think Lauren Murphy and Valentina are pretty pretty matched but valentina's natural ability is what's going to win her that fight yeah uh if it goes to the ground lauren will need to do everything possible to transition to better positioning for because i feel like a lot of fighters don't do that when they fight valentina because she's so quick and so you just need to roll with her and so just really just uh flow grapple with her um i know that's way easier said than done yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was sitting there like you're looking I, at me like, I, are you I, sure about that? Yeah, th- I are, mean, you're not you sh- wrong, but, like, in practice. Are you sure about that? But, uh, yeah, like, it's just, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I would like to see Lauren Murphy win. I think it would be a great representation of the of Bob Perez as well. Yeah. You know, because that dude's already a very highly touted figure in Houston Muay Thai. And so um, I would just, I, but Valentina's probably going to take it, for, like, more than likely going to win it. But I would like to see if it goes to decision. I'll be really happy though for that though, because it's like I wouldn't count it as a win for Lauren, but it's like you just stood in there with one of the best female fighters yeah. of all time, and you were able to go all five rounds with her and keep it competitive. You know. Yeah. You so, were at least one of the first people she couldn't finish. Yeah, and so I think that says a lot about um, Lauren Murphy. But it's I think with the flyweight division though, when Valentina walks away, that's gonna that's when we're really gonna see what the flyweight division, women's flyweight division is like. It's the same as I think whenever uh, Suhudo left. Yeah. You know, it's like now we're seeing how good the flyweight division really, the men's flyweight division and really we're is. St- I mean, we're still technically trying to figure out who yeah. is gonna be the champ that runs things because yeah. it's, it's it's Moreno for now, but yeah. it's, that's kind of, you have to tech on that for now. Yeah. Um, and with with Valentina, she's dominant, and we don't see anyone beating her. So who takes it after her, and who's going to be the real champion when she's gone? Yeah, you know. So I definitely agree. So yeah, agree. Which speaking of that, I found out why they're doing the trilogy fight with uh, Moreno and Figueredo. Why? Pento was injured. Uh, uh, that's why they're doing the third, is because and uh, Brandon Moreno was okay with. It. He's like, no, I want to do that fight. Man, didn't y'all hear freaking SpongeBob song about being indoors? Yeah, you get hurt if you go outside. Yeah, it's safe inside. Chill yeah, out. Or about that solo by Chip. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Chip. Yeah. Penny and use napkin. Then Gary ate him. I'm like, you fat <laughs> fuck. What are you doing? 
Yeah, it's just always an injury now, man. Yeah. I feel like there's been injuries like crazy. Yeah, it sucks because I feel like that holds the division back now. <laughs> like, yeah, it really freaking does. Because um, that that trilogy fight with them two could have easily been made like later on in the future. At least let Figueroa prove oh, yeah, that he should sure. be doing that. Like, don't do it right away. Yeah. Um. Maybe. I mean. Um. I don't know. They could have made any other fight instead of doing that. They could have gave it to Askar Askarov. In the Alex Perez fight, but I know Brandon Reyes trying to get in there as soon as possible. And he said yes to the fight. He said he loved the idea of the fight. Pretty but uh, apparently the UFC is trying to push as many fucking trilogies down our throat that we can get. Yeah, you remember whenever I was saying, like, you just don't see rubber matches like you used to. Yeah. Remember when I said that? I freaking regret it. Yeah, this is our <laughs> second one in a year. And is the, it only the second? Are you sure? As far as... Well, I know the, I know as far as, uh, like, headliners, oh, okay. it's the second yeah. one. But uh, I don't know if there was more. But yeah. but anyway, main event time. Um, you don't look excited. For what? To talk about the main event. Oh, uh, Volkanovski Ortega. You know, you know what it is. No big deal. No, I just it's. I don't know. I feel like uh, I'm just waiting for someone else to come along. But, you know, that, uh, besides the point, let's talk about the fight. Volkanovski and Ortega, uh, after uh, coaching the Ultimate Fighter, they're finally going to be fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've kind of been at odds with each other throughout the course of the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, whether that's real or not, who knows. Um, but I feel like it's a pretty good matchup for a fight. They are both they both like to go in there and throw down. Yeah. Um, they both like to use their hands. Um, I feel like... This is a a time for Brian Ortega to show that he he should be the champion, or he could be a champion. Yeah. Um, I don't think he gets it though. I don't think so either. Um, I think uh, his he has great submission wins, but look who who they're against at the same time. You know, Cup Swanson is really really good, but he always has a habit for leaving his neck out there. It ain't the first time he's been caught by a guillotine. You know. Um, I think when it comes down to it, Volkanovski is not going to go to the ground with him. So what's Ortega going to do? He's going to just fight in a phone booth with him. And I think that makes it Volkanovski's fight. I think yeah. not questioning Brian Ortega's toughness because we saw it in the Max Holloway fight. He just doesn't go down. But um, we with, with well, Alexander Volkanovski, though, I just think he's tougher. And I think he hits harder. And I think he has the better striking. Same. Um, it, again, it's not that I'm not excited for it. It's just that I think... This is Brian Ortega's chance, like I was saying. I think this is his chance to really show what he can do, and I don't think we're going to get to see that because of Volkanovski. Yeah, and um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, and I feel like the reason why some people might not be so very excited for this fight as well is because it's just taking a really long time to get here. Yeah, uh, that the too. UFC fucked up and made them the tough coaches, which they sh- those two guys shouldn't have been the tough coaches. They're just too laid back to really no. do that. I know that on the show they went back and forth because uh, Brian Ortega tried to rub in Alexander Volkanovski's face. He's like, hey, uh, we're 4-0. And Volkanovski was like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like, that's not – he's like, these guys are in here fighting. He's like, they're 4-0. Like, they're losing their fights. Like, that's not right of you two. And I get where Volkanovski is coming from. I do uh, too, but it's a team thing. They've always, yeah. you know, bragged about team. What was it? Uh, the GSP – was it – who was it? That Was it Pul- Jens Pulver and, and- – BJ Penn, where BJ Penn didn't win a fight on the on the probably his team didn't win a fight on yeah. the uh, show. It's pretty funny. Um, Koshchek, I think his team maybe only had a couple wins. Anyway, uh, yeah, it, it's just a fight. I think it's a 
it's a good main event fight, but it doesn't have the buildup that the rest of the fights on the card have. So when you have a super stacked card like that, yeah, I get to the main event and I'm not as enthused as I was yeah. earlier. And I think it's what's going to come down to is like, uh, I mean, it's going to be a fun fight. I think I think Volkanovski is going to take it by stoppage. Um, I feel like it goes to decision. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it goes to decision. I hope not. I want to see some good stoppages this weekend. The rest of the card should be that. I think so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm going Volkanovski, though. I just think he's just – he hasn't really got to show how elite he really is yet because of the fact that he's had to fight Max Holloway two times in a row, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think both of the, both times people thought Max won. Yeah. I thought Volkanovski won both those fights. Um, yeah, I just – there's a lot of people in their division that I feel like I want to see them fight. Yeah. I want to. I want to see them fight, and then one day I feel like they're going to be the champion. You have um, like Iga Chikadze, Arnold Allen, Calvin Gator, Max Holloway, still Yari Rodriguez. I think um, we'll see Giga Chikadze fighting for a title within with twenty within twenty twenty. Bryce Mitchell, when has he fought again? He hasn't fought since the Andre Villa fight, has he? Yeah, he needs to get back in there. So, um, but yeah, it's just a, it's a great division and I feel like it's, it's very exciting. Um, the whole division, but the head, the, these two guys, they're so good yeah. that they're going to kind of cancel each other out and just, I think it's going to be a decision and I think Volkanovsky is going to take it cause he's just going to do, he's going to be the worker in that fight Yeah, and Ortega is not going to be able to do that. I, I don't think Ortega has a puncher's chance. I think he has a good chance of winning, but I don't think he does though. Yeah. Uh, but um, I don't know. I'm kind of retracting on stoppages, though. I think Volkanovski takes it by decision, but he needs a stoppage to prove a point, though. Yeah, he does. Um, and then what are they? I hope, I hope they don't just give him Max Holloway. Like, they're going to oh, give him Max exciting. Holloway. Yeah. Um, I don't agree with that fight at all. I think they should give him somebody else, and so just at least let the vision move on. Don't move on from Max Holloway. Max Holloway's always going to be a prominent figure. As I mean, that dude's only like 31. Give He's, Max Holloway and Ortega. Yeah, two. Uh, Ortega said if he wins, he wants that fight. And so, yeah, yeah I feel like that holds up the division too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, put put get Giga in there. Have him fight somebody. Have him fight Calvin Cater. Have freaking Giga God. fight Max Holloway. That fight made me so sad if those two fought though. Yeah, because that I, would be a fun fight though. Yeah, Chan Sung Jun's up there too. Yep, he's still got Korean Zombie who's still up there. He needs a win though before yeah. we well, even consider him for a title. Did he not just win? I don't think he did. Was that no? Something? He won. He won uh, he by fought? decision. <laughs> Um, I want to say it was his first first fight back, but uh, I could be wrong. Um, I can't remember who he won or who he fought, but he won by decision. Danny Gay, that's who it was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, he's up there. The whole again, the division is just a good, exciting division. But you have these top three guys who are just holding everything up. Yeah, they keep fighting each other. And it seems like it's more like five through ten are all really exciting up and comers. Yeah, and then you got a top five who have been there for a really long time. So I think it just With, and need, I think Yari Rodriguez he's top five right yeah I think he's the one that could be real exciting and bring kind of a wild card in there but I don't think get he, to see him fight I don't enough. think he beats Ortega uh, um, I think I could see him giving uh, Volkanovski some problems but um, I don't know he's good but I don't think he's of the elite in that division he'll have to fight more for us yeah. to see yeah and so. Um, 
Yeah, that's UFC 266. Uh, we did want to talk about some news that's happened recently. Um, Canelo is one, uh, already has a win over Caleb Plant. <laughs> so uh, yesterday at the uh, presser, they got in each other's face, and Canelo shoved him in pretty hard. And then uh, Caleb Plant went to throw a punch or a slap, and you saw Canelo roll off of it and then give him a nice one-two. It was Spoke pretty shoe. clean. It was very clean. All instinctual, just pure muscle memory. <laughs> Popping Caleb Plant in the face. Hey, as soon as I saw that shit, I was like, Caleb Plant, I hope you're making a lot of money off this fucking fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, I feel like that's like, you just try to get a sucker punch. Like, I know he's walking up to Canelo and we know something's about to go down. Yeah. But he tried to sucker punch him, let's be real. Yeah. And Canelo was ready for it. Yeah. So he it's was. like when he, when you walk up to him with your hip fists up, yeah. What are you going to do? You can't even do it with a, a sneak attack. Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Pakistan. It's fucking. <laughs> I don't know. As as soon as it happened, though, I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like, Caleb Plant's about to lose this fight, and I think we all know that's about to happen. Um, I mean, he he said he got one on him, and it seemed like it was like that one didn't even really land. He just rolled it off the head. Yeah. I don't uh, even think it made contact to his head. Yeah, I think it just he backed up and it just went right past his face. Why would you try to sucker punch fucking Canelo Alvarez, dude? You know, why would you talk about his mom? Yeah, is that what happened? Oh yeah, you didn't know that? I heard something. Caleb Plant was apparently talking about Canelo's mom and. Mm. And I was like, nope, you don't do that. Hey, he speaks English now, bro. He knows what the fuck you're saying. You can't talk shit to him. <laughs> Before, people would talk shit to Canelo, and he had no idea what they were saying. Yeah, now he, When he was like, get out of here. Get out of here, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, nah, man, I, I don't think I would. If I, if I had the talent Canelo Alvarez, I don't think people would ever disrespect my mother. People already don't disrespect my mother. She's a nice woman. But, yeah. Shout out Jackie. Big shout out to Jackie. Shit. Oh. Um, but yeah, that that was definitely interesting. I, I think uh, that's a fun little uh, foretelling of how that fight's gonna go. Yeah, yeah. I don't see Canelo losing that one, which which is surprising because it's like, at what point does Canelo chill out with moving weight classes? Did you ask uh, Carlos about that? Uh, I don't think we've talked about it yet. No. Um, we'll definitely have to get his input. Uh, but yeah, what a oh Dylan Danis getting arrested. <laughs> piece of shit uh, <laughs> yeah dylan dennis got arrested outside of a bar and i think tumbled the blast was actually outside there recording yep. it and he was just laughing about it because i think uh dylan dennis said something about tom the blast's dad who passed away and yeah i know yeah. tom was super close with his dad his dad was a big part of his life yeah um so again you just don't don't disrespect people's parents don't, um, do, don't do it. Oh, uh, Joe Rogan is going to be uh, not going to be at this 266 uh, He's event. doing a hunting trip. Piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, uh, I'm okay with it because we're getting Paul Felder. And I like Paul Felder. Yeah, I like Paul Felder. I'm, so it's going to be Paul Felder and, and who? Uh, Paul Felder, I'm sure DC and probably John Anik. I remember seeing one of the names and I rec- I can't remember what it was. I don't know, though. If I, it's, it. I hope it's John Anik. I think uh, Paul Felder and John Anik work really well together. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um I like Bisping. I like Bisping in there. I really do. Yeah. It's just funny. Um, sometimes it does detract a little bit, but it's funny. But yeah. Um, what else we got going on? Um, I'm checking right now. Let's make sure oh, you know what? Uh, something that we had posted about was um, the top five BMF and DDC and Ryan Clark had their. Um, Ryan Garcia is making his comeback. Oh, that's also. cool. That's cool. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. But this is actually pretty good, though. This is some good news. Uh, Ryan Garcia's taking on Jojo Diaz for the interim lightweight title. 
And um, the winner is going to be crowned mandatory um, challenger for Devin Haney. It would have been better news if he was fighting Terrence Crawford. Because that's what I want. I think Terrence Crawford... He already has a fight. I think. He's in a lot of problems. Oh, I think Terrence Crawford knocks him out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I can't take Ryan Garcia seriously anymore. Is well, How come? Because he's kind of just sitting back. He's just been, you know, messing around, doing whatever. And it's like, great, you have speed, but you need to start taking, like, real tough guys. Yeah. Because you are real good with your hands, man. But you need to prove how great you are. Like, how different from everybody are you? Um, when you have Terrence Crawford, who's pretty active, you have Earl Spence Jr., who's pretty active, and you're not. And those are the guys you're supposed to be competing with? Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I just want to see more from him, and we, he doesn't seem to be interested in that. Then, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, Yoel Romero made his debut last weekend for Bellator. Oh, yeah. He lost. And he lost to yeah. Phil Davis. Yeah. And uh, he said he thought, because he's the main event, he thought it was a five-round fight, not a three-round he really said that. Like, he was serious. Oh <laughs> and Dana White commented on it. He's like, now y'all didn't know what I had to deal with all the time. That is classic Yoel Romero, and that is what I've always had to deal with with him. Just He's, like the stool gate. Yeah. Freaking against Tim Ke- Tim Kennedy. I love that shit. He's like, I don't know what he's saying because he speaks yeah. Spanish. He knows what he's saying. <laughs> fucking asshole, dude. Uh, speaks Spanish and in the post-fight interview speaks Spanish. And that was like the spire of fucking of uh, Tim Kennedy's career. It spiraled down yeah. so much after that fight. Oh, man. Yeah. So, um, go on, BMF. No, that's all right. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, DC and uh, Ryan Clark had their show, and they just talked about top five BMF. Uh, DC's was um, Fedor, Chuck Liddell, Donald Cerrone, Francis Ganu, and Nick Diaz, and then Ryan Clark's were John Jones, Amanda Nunes, Khabib Nurmagomedov, and Max Holloway, and Diego Sanchez. I feel like that one's a little weird, but um, uh, does anybody let, let us know what, what y'all think? What Who, are your five? My five? Yeah. It's a tough one to come up with on this. It's a tough one. Maybe we should, uh, we'll post them on Instagram. Yeah, we'll, we'll come up our with own. our own. Yeah. And we'll uh, let y'all, we'll, we'll, we'll want to see what y'all say. So let us know what y'all five. If you were to take five people uh, from boxing or Muay Thai yeah. or uh, MMA, and these just bad dudes, people you wouldn't want to see on the street. And if you did, if you bump them wrong, you end up with a glass bottle sticking out your ribs. Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. I think you're saying like a glass eye or something. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, let us know what y'all think uh, about who who your BMF people are, who who the baddest people on the planet are, um, not just in the cage, but you know outside of it on the, on them streets. On the streets. Well, till next time. <laughs>